This is Exploring Leaders, episode four, with Tristan Cromer, global lean startup coach, sharing insights and inspiring you to take leadership in the digital age. Do you wonder how trailblazing leaders sense at scale, involve to innovate and align the actions in this increasingly digital world? Welcome to the Exploring Leaders podcast. The experienced team at Degotion interviews leaders from around the world for insights and inspiration on how to lead in the digital age. In this episode, Degotion chairman Lieselot Engstam, who is also an independent board director, business advisor, and startup coach, asks the questions. Our guest today is Tristan Cromer. Tristan is a highly experienced innovator and global lean startup coach. This interview is done close to the Lean Startup Circle Hub in the downtown San Francisco where Tristan works. So you will hear background sounds in the interview from all of the collaboration going on. Tristan is passionate about innovation in ecosystems, entrepreneurship and startups. This episode focuses on his leadership journey and areas he believes we need to monitor. So thank you so much for the workshop today. It was really insightful. My pleasure. If you could just share with us a bit, um, how did you end up doing what you're doing? What is uh, your accomplishment so far? What did you do to get there? Uh, I mean, I, I don't really have any solid justification for doing what I'm doing. Like, it was mainly incidental. Okay. Like, when I uh, quit the company that I was working for in IT security five or six years ago okay. and uh, moved back to the United States, in the middle of the financial crisis. And of course, I wanted to do a startup because it's in the middle of financial crisis. It sounds like a great time to start a company. And I stumbled upon uh, Steve Blank's Four Steps to the Epiphany. And uh, I, I read it and I thought this makes a tremendous amount of sense. And I tried to you know, ask questions to fill in the gaps where I didn't understand things. And there, there were no answers. And to some extent, there's still no answers. Like, we haven't figured technology or, or how to do a startup out. Like, we're still learning every day and advancing that knowledge. So, digging in deeper and doing my own startup and, and running experiments to the degree that I was like, well, you know, how, do, how am I going to get better at this? How am I going to prove my skill of entrepreneurship? And uh, doing silly things like saying, I'm going to do one startup each week for the next month. Let me do four startups in four weeks and see how that works. And trying to understand all the different things you can do to test and learn about your customers. So, I kind of fell into it after I after I blew up a, uh, one of my early startups, I fell into it and was asked to get involved with a uh, accelerator funded by the Mexican government and start trying to put together a more comprehensive way of looking at lean startup in particular, but startups in general. So I've kind of followed from that to that, and I worked with Janice Frazier over at Luxor, um, and I've now worked on several different accelerator programs in several different countries, and I volunteer a lot of my time with Lean Startup Circle, so uh, it's allowed me to have the good fortune to work with hundreds of entrepreneurs and, and many corporations and many government agencies trying to accelerate innovation and, and see what works and what doesn't work, so by accident. You can check out more hints and tips in the blog post covering this podcast episode of Exploring Leaders at the Degotion blog, which you find at degotion.com. So, working with all of these 
innovations and entrepreneurs. Is there a trend or a company that you find very exciting right now that you think we should keep our eyes on? You know, the companies that I find really interesting are, are usually ridiculous. Uh, so, I mean, the one I mentioned... Um, I don't even know the full name of the company. Like, it's relaxmydog.com. Like, I think that's just hysterical, so I keep an eye on that. I, I like the really crazy ideas, like the guy who wanted to do Farmville, but with real plants. Uh, like, that's hysterical to me, so I'm really interested in those startups. But uh, the companies that I think are more interesting are the ones that are at the forefront of some vast technological change. You know, like 3D printing, we talked about earlier. Yeah is, I think, kind of astonishing. MakerBot uh, is fantastic. The drone companies, um, there is one next to me, his name is uh, Skycatch. They're doing extremely well, I thought. I was very impressed with their technology. Um, you know, anything 3D printing related, like RNA printers, uh, food 3D printers, circuit board 3D printers, robots making other robots, that's really interesting. And of course the financial industry, like anything Bitcoin related, I can't tell where that's going to play out, but there's something really interesting there. Um, so, those are the things I'm interested in. So, you are actually a very interesting leader in the way that you have moved and taken up this job that didn't exist before. Um, so, if you look at other leaders around you, who do you find interesting? Do you think there's leaders that you get inspired by that we sure, can I mean, also learn from? There's, there's so many good people. I mean, the thing is, there, there are leaders that are kind of very well known. Like, obviously, Eric Reese, Steve Blank, Janice Frazier is a huge influence. I worked for her for a while. Um, you know, there's a, a, a litany. Some of the people that I think are actually doing more important work are Spike Morelli, like Justin Wilcox, uh, my friends Nick Narenia and, and Zach Halbert. Like, they're all helping out at the grassroots level. William Petrie uh, is fantastic. Um, Kevin DeWalt. Like, these are all people that are not hugely famous for their contributions to the thought leadership, but they are they're coming up with amazing things and they're genuinely helping people. They're on the ground working with entrepreneurs uh, many times for free or underpaid, and they're building the community that we need. And, and that's, that's the most critical contribution right now, is not somebody coming up with a better way to diagram the business model canvas. It's the people who are bringing together a hundred entrepreneurs so that those entrepreneurs teach another hundred entrepreneurs that teach another entrepreneur and encourage the peer-to-peer -peer exchange of information and knowledge that we desperately need. And that's the only thing that will advance us to the next level. It's not Steve Blank's next book, which I'm sure will be awesome, but the peer-to-peer -peer knowledge that, that we need to get. Inspiring. So what do you find in your work that is most exciting in the role so I get a lot of personal gratification from coaching teams directly. I don't think it's the most exciting intellectually because a lot of it is always devolves to who's your customer? Who's your customer? No, really, who's your customer? So some of it is is not necessarily that challenging, but but it's the most rewarding because you actually get to see progress. The most challenging and I think interesting and thought provoking things that kind of keep me up at night is when I'm looking at the ecosystem and ecosystems in this sense being could be a city, it could be an industry. Like what is the ecosystem of shipping in Norway or Sweden? What is the gaming industry look like? 
but also sometimes inside corporations. Like, wow, you have 40,000 people in this corporation. Um, that's a really interesting ecosystem. You have a completely different set of constraints than a different corporation, but it's strangely analogous to an ecosystem. Like in Tallinn, I, I don't know what the situation in Estonia is currently. I haven't been there in two years, but they used to have a lack of educated investors. Right? And that's difficult because if the investor is a brick-and-mortar entrepreneur and he wants to give you 80,000 euro for... 60% of your company, like that's a, a, a no-go. It destroys your cap table right from the, right from the start with a tech company. So that's an obstacle to innovation. Uh, inside a company, you have analogous things. You have uh, things like you have a lack of educated investors, you have a lack of educated business sponsors or business unit managers who are prepared to look at a startup and don't ask like, hey, what's the ROI six months from now? Let's say well, show me a conversion rate. Show me some uh, market demand. Show me 100 customer interviews that demonstrates that you can set up, uh, sign up Fortune 100 companies. Um, show me something like that. Like That gets really interesting in, in trying to map and analyze that ecosystem and understand what tools or processes or inspirations uh, or air support, business, business, business leader education can be put in place that will accelerate innovation within that ecosystem. That's really fascinating. That would be really cool to actually get that to go much quicker than yeah. it is today. <laughs> it's very difficult. I mean, it's difficult to map. Like, yeah. I mean, there's lots of good theories about how to map it. Like, I have my own ways of trying to map it, but it's very hard to implement. Mm. And to get the buy-in to actually make those significant changes takes a while. So that's a good challenge to to get even more value out of the podcast series, Exploring Leaders, you can find everything from research reports to advice and courses at the Degotian Insight platform, which you can find at Degotian.com. What social networks are you on that you actually find that you get things out of and maybe also for your business? barely ever on Facebook anymore. Uh, I used to be on Quora a lot. I used to find it very useful. I don't really go too much anymore. Uh, somehow it got too noisy here. Okay. I'm on Panda Whale. Okay. PandaWhale.com. It's more curated news. Okay. Uh, so Panda Whale is one I enjoy. I don't contribute a lot, but I, I do listen to the conversations there quite a lot. Twitter is very good for promoting uh, my business or my blog, but uh, it's not really... Uh, I do some engagement there, but not as much. Honestly, the, the biggest network that I derive value from is Lean Startup Circle, so the nonprofit that's community group, and a lot of it is face-to-face. -face. That I find very valuable because it's somebody there that can challenge my assumptions and push me to the next level. So it's that group of entrepreneurs and, and people like Spike Morelli and Kevin DeWalt who are challenging my assumptions and, and challenging other entrepreneurs that I'm learning the most from. So. Cool. My final question. Mm -hmm. If you were a furniture... If I was a furniture. A what piece would of you furniture. be? It's a strange question. <laughs> I will liberally interpret that uh, question and say I would be a small pile of rocks in a Zen garden. Okay, and why is that? I like small piles of rocks okay. in a Zen garden. Thanks for listening to Exploring Leaders, a podcast produced by Degotion, with the ambition to inspire insightful leadership in the digital age. If you found this episode interesting, join the momentum to amplify the voices of trailblazing leaders by sharing it with others for inspiration. 
For any questions or recommendations on other inspiring leaders you'd like to listen to, contact us via our website, Degotion.com, or via social media as LinkedIn or Twitter.